welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. It's 2023. Let's go, let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's make some money. Okay, here we are, guys, 2023. And that means another year. Another year has happened. Wow. And this year could be the year that changes your life. Yes, it could. Maybe you will find true love this year. Maybe you will get married. Maybe you will have a child. Or maybe you'll just get a furry child. I just got a new furry child. And fairly recently, I had a real child. So that's been fun. And maybe this is the year that you take control of your money. Maybe it's the year you decide it's time to educate yourself around money and actually read some personal finance books so you understand your money. Maybe it's the year that you actually create a budget that works for you. <laughs> actually works. <laughs> I know that's a funny thing. But maybe it happens. Maybe by the grace of God, you are just able to do it. Maybe it's the year you buy a house. Maybe it's the year that you get a big promotion and get the courage to ask for the big promotion or the year you realize you can't do it alone and hire a financial planner. But whatever it is this year, I hope genuinely, I genuinely and sincerely hope that you take seriously the idea that you can make it a good one, both financially and in other ways and areas of your life. My podcast has turned one year old and it has been a journey. It also marks one year since I pivoted my business to be focused solely on working with fellow ADHDers, and it's been a blessing and a journey. I have taken on many clients. We've had a blast working together, coming up with goals, putting in strategies to help reach those goals, frequent check-ins and accountability, investing, cash flow, creating budgets, creating the structure of budgets for clients, and just helping clients move towards their goals has become, well, has always been what I've wanted to do, but this year I finally figured out who I'm meant to be working with and it's fellow ADHDers because I am one of them and I get the struggle because sometimes we do things that we wish we wouldn't do and we know while we're doing the thing that we wish we weren't doing, we know while we're doing the thing that we shouldn't be doing it and we do it anyways because we just can't stop ourselves and when we tell people that, they're like, what do you mean? If you knew why you were doing it, that you shouldn't do it. Why did you do it? Not that simple. So here we are. This is where we're at. This is the life we were dealt. And we have to accept that we will always have a few steps back, but we can always then make our next step a good one. So we can accept that idea that it's not going to be smooth, but we can still make progress. So yes, the podcast has turned one. My ADHD business has turned one. It's been a journey. I cannot wait to continue moving forward and continue to try and do these podcasts and get more clients and just help this community at large. And so I look forward to continuing. So anyways, today, New Year, obviously we should talk about goals and what your goals are going to be for 2023. I also do want to talk a little bit about some new things that are happening in the world of money um, that may relate to you because the government has passed a new law, the SECURE Act, 
Soft has passed some new legislation, the Secure Act 2.0. And there are some very exciting features in this legislation that are very handy. So there you go, government. You did something good. And one of them has to do with emergency funds. So let's get into the show. All right, all right, all right. So let's talk about goals and let's talk about things we should be thinking about now that we're at the start of the year. We have a whole 12 months. This thing that humans have on this planet, we have this thing called a year. We have this line that starts January 1st that ends December 31st. And within this time frame, we can choose to do things that can help us or hurt us. However, you could just also do this for the rest of your life. That'd be cool. But let's talk about this. Since you've listened to this podcast, let's say you are not, this is not the first time you've heard it. Maybe you've listened to it a few times last year. Maybe you were thinking last year, I'm going to get my money together. So let's assess. Let's assess. How did you do last year with your financial goals? Did you have financial goals last year? Did you kind of just wing them, have like, you know, half financial goals? Did you kind of try and budget and then like kind of stopped and it broke and then you just forgot about it and then Christmas came and you spent all your money? Or did you really do well last year? You made some accomplishments. What are your accomplishments? Maybe you should write them down and give yourself a good old pat on the back and say, um, with as little sarcasm as you can, I love you, me, and just see how you did last year. But how can you build upon last year? Take that snapshot of where you were last year and where you want to be this year. And in doing so, be more specific with your goals and really focus on what is the one thing that you need to do in 2023 that's going to change your life? Like, what's the one thing if you did it in 2023, you would be so much better off? And one way to think about this is referring to an, on my ebook. But in the ebook, there is a order of operations. When it comes to looking at your financial landscape and which goals you want to have, instead of just immediately shooting for like the big dreamy goal of having the house, you want to think about what needs to happen before you can have that house so you can build a foundation. So if you're someone who has credit card debt and no savings, then your first goal is potentially save $1,000, put that in a high savings account, never ever touch it, give it to your mom. So you have to ask her for it, your emergency fund, your $1,000 emergency fund. And then once you have that $1,000, you just pay off the credit card debt, choose the snowball method, which is the lowest balance first, or come up with your own method, but choose a method and stick to it and just pay off the credit card debt. That is your goal. And why is that goal fun and important? Because that's leading you towards the house. Now, it's very hard to connect paying off credit card debt with the very exciting thing of buying a house. I understand that. I hear that a lot from clients. And I understand this, but I understand it because I am someone who has gone through the exercises at a deep level for myself to understand what's important to me and what do I really want. Still, like there comes times when you get become just a crazy person and blinded and you just still just do stuff that's completely antithetical to what you really want. So even though it's going to be hard to do this, you need to set up the plan and all of the structure and all of the boundaries that you need is you know you best that you need to make a success. So pay off that credit card debt, use a reverse budget methodology, go back a few episodes and go through the uh, reverse budget methodology so that the money is flowing where it needs to go automatically. And that's your goal, the credit card debt. If you don't have any credit card debt, then your goal is the emergency fund. You need to have at least three to six months of expenses to have a proper emergency fund. That is important. Go back to listen to the emergency fund episode. It's one of the first ones I did to understand why 
an emergency fund is so important. But we basically know the reason because it gives you peace of mind, security, optionality. You don't feel enslaved to your job. You feel free. There will be less arguments. The fact that you build one in the first place means that you had the discipline to do it. So you'll likely will help develop to create habits and you'll improve your relationship with money and your, and your spouse. And, you know, just all great things happen from an emergency fund and emergencies happen in life. So do that. If you already have this great emergency fund, evaluate your investments and your goal and how you're doing on track for your other goals, like buying the house, like retirement, vacations. Are you pre-saving for upcoming expenses? So make sure you're on track for those things and set up some structure and accountability for those types of goals. And do me a favor and do not neglect your 401k. You know, it might be a good idea to bump up your contribution a little bit to your 401k as long as at least get that full match that your employer offers so you get all the free money you can. If you don't have a lot of credit card debt and you have a decent emergency fund, you can do that. I don't have a problem if you bump up your contribution to your 401k while you also save for the emergency fund because one's happening purely in the background. So it's not really taking much effort. So you can still focus um, your most of your energy on the emergency fund, but do not neglect it. Now, if you determine that you should be investing more this year and you didn't do any investing last year and you're going to be doing this investing because it's going to help you achieve financial freedom is going to help you grow and have a secure retirement in the future and maybe, maybe even be able to retire early, financial independence early, fire, the fire movement. You want to do some fire, we'll do some fire movement. So if you want to do some investing, evaluate what did you do last year? Did you, indeed, did you contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA last year? Because if you did not, you can do it this year, okay? So you can contribute to last year's IRA or Roth IRA this year up until the tax filing date. And then you could also contribute to 2023's contribution. So you could do two large contributions if you want. And let's say you are somebody who gets a, you, know, you finally get that big bonus at the end of the year and you still have that bonus you haven't spent it yet. Maybe you use that bonus to fund these accounts this year. That's an idea to get going. That'd be what a great start to 2023 that would be. If you could max out a Roth IRA for both 2022 and 2023 in one shot because you got this big bonus. And then you're going to set up automatic investing for the rest of the year. You'd be on fire. This year, the contribution limit for IRAs is $6,500. So you can do $6,500 for 2023. And you could do $6,000 for 2022, totaling $12,500. And if you're age 50 or older, you can do a $1,000 catch up. So that would be a great place to use any money that, you con that comes into you at the end of the year. And speaking of bonuses, if you do come into a bonus or gifted money this year, instead of using it for a big vacation, use it for one of your other goals. If you're someone with a credit card debt or high interest debt of any form, be kind to yourself and try and use that money wisely that helps your financial situation. Then really make a plan to make it so that you don't get yourself back into a sticky mess. The moral of the story here is Try and break down the goal into as few steps as possible. We know this helps with ADHD brains to break down a process into a few small, concrete, tangible steps. It really does help because ADHDers, we are great at the vision. We can see the house and all the things. We can paint that picture. But the execution is a different story. So we really want to make sure we're breaking it down. So saying by the end of the year, I'm going to be debt-free is great. How are you going to do it? 
What is the first card you're going to pay off? What is the structure to do it? Where's the money going to come from? How are you going to fund the account that then funds the debt payoff? How are you going to make this as effortless and seamless as possible and set yourself up for success? That's what you have to do. And you can go back and listen to my previous podcast to figure this out. Some other things to think about is ask yourself if any life events are going to occur for yourself or anyone in your family this year, like maybe a big move, marriage, birth, higher education, a job change, retirement, illness, death. Any of these things possible? If so, make sure you understand that there might be a financial cost with this and have a plan to set aside the money for these expenses, which will tie into a goal, but you want to make sure that you are preparing for things that are coming up beyond just the next week. I know we only can see till next week. We're only a few years ahead of us, but we need to spend some time to actually think through the year, spend the time and write down some things that you're expecting to happen that could happen this year that might cost money. So you are prepared. And I guess at the very least, not surprised. So uh, real quick, if you have any money in your FSA from last year still, and there's any grace period, you can still use that. Remember to use that. And then let's move on to sort of talking about cash flow. So we talked about some of the goals there that we could do depending on your situation, but we have to review are we set up in a way that, that we're going to be able to power these goals? Like we can have the goal and we can even have the very minute first step, right? That's great. We can, we can do that. And that's very helpful, like I've said, but it doesn't always address the potential elephant in the room, which is, are we simply still, our habits are too bad that we need to really be focusing on our, our spending and our cash flow. So we need to review our cash flow and see where did we spend too much money last year? You know, go through some the exercise of looking through your past expenses, open an account on Mint or something and pull in your expenses and just do a quick little review of where are, you, where are you spending too much money? It'll probably show itself pretty clearly that it's food. It's always food, guys. But make sure you do that and, and see what are the places that if you pulled back meaningfully, it would create all this extra money that you can then use to fund all of these goals that we're talking about. So you can actually make progress and actually feel the benefit and feel the joy Feel the power and control that comes with making steady financial progress. Moving beyond the current place that you are now, feeling, I mean, it's, it's human nature to just enjoy upward progress, right? Upward mobility in this world. You know, I've had clients who, who tell me that their main goal is just to break the cycle of poverty in their family. I mean, that's, this is huge. So like when you're doing all this stuff, just think like, what, what gets me going? Like, what would be so cool if I did that would be exciting to tell the world that I was able to do this. What would your testimony be to the world that you conquered your money and you got to where you want it to be because you can do it. ADHD is a thing that makes it so much harder, but it's still not an excuse. You know, it's still not an excuse. It's an explanation that we need to put boundaries and strategies around so that we can live our life. Let's quickly talk about the Secure Act 2.0, Secure 2.0 Act that was passed. There are some exciting changes that are coming from that, all right? So one of them is that starting in, I think, 2024, so you have to wait a year, but your company may begin offering, will have the option to start offering emergency savings funds. So basically, it's going to be a way that you can not only contribute to your 401k, you could also contribute to an emergency savings fund up to $2,500 per year. You'll be able to do that so that this is just like how I like to do saving is where you're paying yourself first, which is the way the 401k system works is you're taking money, you income comes in, but before you even touch that income, you're skimming off the top and putting it where it needs to go. You don't even see it. You don't feel it. It just happens. So you can do that for an emergency fund as well. So that when your car breaks down, when 
your child gets sick, when something happens where you need to spend a thousand dollars to fix something, and instead of having to blow up your life, you have this money to tap into from your retirement. Now, twenty five hundred is not going to be enough to make a proper emergency fund, but it's a great start, and it's probably going to be a, such a huge benefit to so many people. So, make sure you keep an eye out for email communications from your company that you work at um, when the time comes that they are starting to roll these things out. Another great thing that's going to happen is there's now going to be an, an ability to actually take out $1,000 from your 401k for emergency purposes with no tax or penalty. The only catch is that you're going to have to pay it back within three years, but still that just is a nice thing that the government has given to us. Thank you, government. You're so cool, I guess. But um, I do think that's going to be very helpful to a lot of people, and I hope companies really do uh, latch onto this and offer this. Another awesome thing that I think is you really make sure you stay on top of this one is that companies are not going to be able to offer student loan payment matching. So basically, right now at your company that you work for, if you have a 401k, they may match a portion of your contribution, meaning you you give 3% of your income to your 401k, they'll match that 3% and put that in your 401k for you, the free money. Now you can get free money for paying off your student loans. So now if you, instead of contributing to your 401k, you instead say, you know what, it's probably more important for me because, you know, the student loans are going to be turning back on soon. And well, they've been deferred again until the you know middle of next year. So we'll see what happens. But there's going to be this option for the, your company to actually match your payment, your student loan payment, and put it into your 401k. So you, they'll, you'll, you'll be getting the free money from your company, but not for contributing to your 401k for paying your student loans. So you put $300 per month into your student loans, and that represents 3% of your income, let's say, and your company matches that 3% of your income. They'll put $300 into your 401k every month for doing the student loan payment. So that's great. That's amazing. So that's what I have for you today. Get your goals in line for 2023. Break down the big goal into as many small goals as you possibly can. Start with the first one. Put your heart and soul into accomplishing the task. Review your cash flow to find out where you're spending too much, where you can pull back to make the most difference. Track your spending. Do what you got to do. Make 2023 the year that you become a better financial version of yourself. And keep an eye out for those new legislation items that are going to be very impactful in the future for you and for us. And so from my dining room desk that I do my work from, I say so long and I will see you soon. Take care.